Welcome to Telling It Like It Is. I'm your host, Matt the Godfather Ely. And Zara Vignola co-hosting once again. Glad to be back. And Veronica is in Spain as we speak right now. I believe she just touched down a couple hours ago. Today we are recording from Fresh Metals Queens in the bottom corner of Flushing. So you'll hear some of the ambient Queens uh sounds in the background um today we're doing our very first open table edition this is where we're gonna break away from our normal format and we just have a guest that's gonna and we're gonna have a, like a panel style discussion and so i want to introduce our guest today for the first time on the show is uh what my brother from another mother he's a songwriter he's an mc uh Queen's own Nelson Loaded Dice Marty. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Yes, nice yes. Nice to be here. Um, so yeah, uh there's so much we could talk about right now because let's get so, to it. There's there's so much shit going on in the world. But um one of the first things I want to do, so you know how Facebook does this thing. Um there's a couple apps that do this that show you flashbacks. One I use is Time Hop, which shows you you know, things on this day, whatever. But Facebook does that, too. And this mm-hmm. morning, Facebook showed me something that I shared uh, today a year ago. And it was something that my sister, Laura, uh, had wrote. And it was very relevant. I just I wanted, I wanted to share it with everybody. So uh, my sister wrote, This world is full of people who think they are better or more deserving than someone else just because of their race, religion, where they were 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 or were not born, etc. These people think they should be treated better for those reasons alone. There are people who truly feel this deep inside. It is not right. I know this and I teach my children this. I for one know I am better than people who think and feel this way and cut some of them out of my life completely and keep others at an arm's length. That being said, there is a medium between extremes. You cannot expect everyone to feel as passionately about your views on issues in this world. In the end, love and education is what speaks volumes, not blatant disrespect. Mm. Um, and I thought, I really felt that because I, I think I share a lot of those sentiments with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true, and I think a lot of what she was touching on is kind of like, um, you know, we go through this thing in in our country right now, especially. There's this narrative where, and you know, for the record, anybody who doesn't know, I love this country. I love living here. I think we, I appreciate our freedoms. But part of those freedoms is also the ability that when we see something that's not right, mm-hmm. to speak out about it. And there's a lot of things that people in our government have done that aren't wrong. And, it's, and I feel it's our responsibility to call those things out and to protect those things. And there's this narrative that gets set especially when it comes to immigration issues or people that are uh, that come from other countries or people that are other religions and whatnot where sometimes somehow some of these people think that simply because they were born on this side of the imaginary line that they have more rights and uh than people who weren't or more of a right to be here than people who weren't and um i kind of think that's where she drew that um 
what that was rooted in based on some of the discussions that were happening at that time. Mm -hmm. or, or that I think a lot of times, because if you are born in this country, there's an automatic privilege that you do have being in this country, being that the country in itself, in comparison to the rest of the world, has that kind of privilege, being like first world versus the third world, right? So I think that people forget that there are other people outside of the U.S., almost like that, you know, alien situation where it's like, hey, you know, there are other people that actually do exist outside of the United States and that I think people forget that their own experience is not limited to what the rest of the world is. And I think that's where people usually come from. We like to speak in our own experience and do a blanket statement thinking that the rest of the world kind of feels the same way or that others should actually adopt it in the same way. So I think that's, you know, kind of like some of the things that we've covered. Um, and I think that's what we're trying to do here trying to do here in the show is like how do we sort of you know also enlighten other people and really share different views so we're always excited to see um different guests you know in our show so yeah they have a they have a dome effect is what it is i call mm -hmm. it a dome effect these you know they're just stuck in a dome mm -hmm. yeah and they don't also known as living in a bubble yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying same thing yeah it's like they stuck in a dome and Anything that crosses the the, the, the waters, they, they, they don't they don't care about, they don't read about, they don't want to know about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's yeah. just. And I'm gonna add to psychotic. that. That doesn't uh, not only just in America, but even within them in America. And this is something I realize. You know, I'm a person. I've lived in many different uh, communities that are vastly different from each other around this country. And one of the things I realize is not only just Americans, but America is so vast and there's so many different circumstances and things that apply to people based on where they live, even within America. And people even think within their own city or community or where they come from that their way of seeing things or their way of doing things is, uh, you know, they don't see beyond that. Yeah. They think the way I see things, the way I'm raised, what my values are, what my issues are, are the important ones and everything else is secondary. And mm -hmm. once again, that's another reason why I say, you know, where the, what you mentioned, Zara, the privilege. Americans don't realize sometimes how privileged we really are to even be able to debate these things. Yeah. We can debate these things. In other countries, you get killed for some shit like straight that. Straight up. That's right. Like, straight up. You, you Ain't no marches. Ain't no, ain't no, like, it's, 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 uh, yeah. So, you know, and that goes on to the what she ended it with about the extremes and about you can't expect everybody to be as passionate about the same issues that you are. And I think we, we had an identity politics episode where we talked about some of these things. And I think it kind of touches on that thing where it, people should take the time to respect each other and hear where another person's coming from. Mm -hmm. But... You can't expect everybody to have the same passion or feel the same way you do. No. Because mm -hmm. it's not in their shoes. That's, so, that's what makes us humans, man. I mean, every person is different. Every person is going to have a different outtake in certain issues in, 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 in life and in government or whatever. Mm -hmm. The world is not meant for everybody to think the same. I think, like I said, I think people are close to psychotic to even think that their way is better than any other person's way. That's just my opinion. Mm. Yeah, but um, so yeah, that's just something, and and uh, and obviously that's kind of the one of the biggest points of this show is like we we it's to lay out the black and white on most topics, and then allow everybody to speak their piece, and hopefully just make people think, like you know, so 
that takes us on like let's good segue into like some of the things that have happened this week. Mm-hmm. We had a situation where Roseanne <laughs> tweeted, Roseanne. Oh, man. Yep. tweeted again about she tweeted again. No, no, this, no, tweet? no. This was this was this the, her tweet that got her show canceled. But she but she has a history of doing of posting right. racist and bigoted tweets for her like hus- years. Her husband was on CNN, I think, with Tom Arnold, her ex husband. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he was on CNN and they had him as a guest, and he was just talking about that she was always been like this. Really, always been like that, racist. Yeah, I see. Here's the thing with me: I never was that passionate about that show like some people are. Work. And it's, you know it's funny. Isn't Wanda Sykes a writer on the show? She was a co-producer. Co-producer from the from the original show as well. Or no, this one. This, I think this one. The, yeah, this the one. Most, I mean, the majority one, yeah. of her castmates did not share her. Even John Goodman, you know. Yeah. They like the the majority of the castmates did not share her. But she's the star of the show. Yeah. And the problem is, like, you come out your face like that, you know. Here's here, here's the biggest. I actually like the t- show. Fuck, man. You know what I mean? Well, see, I'm a big person. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't care for it. <laughs> I'm a- I watched a few episodes with my wife, and that shit was funny as hell to me. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I might have watched it. I'm a big person on, and we're, and we're I'm, this is something I want to bring up in this discussion, but later on, mm-hmm. about separating the artist from the art form. I'm very big on that, and, uh-huh. and we'll get into that in a minute. But for me, the biggest takeaway in this situation, what happened was she made her, her racist quote, Quote saying, well, quote, yeah, saying that um, Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of the Eights had a baby equals VJ. Equals VJ, yeah. That's what I never heard the tweet. That's what she said. Yeah. Say um, that again. Say that again. Say that one more time. She said that the Planet of the Apes, Uh or no, the Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of the Apes plus the Planet of the Apes plus the Planet had a baby. Yeah. Equals VJ. Oh wow. Now. VJ was referring to, um, oh my God, blank. What's her name? Oh, she was an aide to Obama, and she's half. She was. She's the. Um, she's half Iranian and half. Her mother's Iranian and her father. Valerie Jarrett, Valerie who's an African American senior you. advisor for Barack Obama. Exactly. Yeah. So Damn. the the insult or that tweet was directed to her. Okay. My apologies for brain farting on on it. Um, but yeah, that that uh, so she was talking about Valerie Jarrett and her mother's Iranian and her father is African American, mm-hmm. mm. and so the it it was a, it was a very obviously it was not only racist but also anti-Muslim, which is another right. form of bigotry. Yeah, and so what happened was racist. of course everybody <laughs> she got backlash, mm-hmm. and um when she got backlash, um. Channing Dunjay, who is the president of networks in um, for ABC, for ABC, happens mm-hmm. to be an African American woman or Black American woman, mm-hmm. and she pulled the plug on her. And to me, I'm like, that was the bet. To me, seeing that happen was worth it all, and this is why: because you've you've seen the way things used to be in the past thirty years ago. 20, 30 years ago and beyond, you've seen the shift start to happen in the last 20 years or so. And this is another example of black power. Mm-hmm. She had the power to say, you know what? I'm going to pull the plug on you. Yeah. 20 years ago, it would have been a white woman in her position or yeah. a white man. Well, yeah. hence she probably did some 
similar comments but wasn't really called out for it. You know, I mean, if Tom Arnold is saying that this is something that she does on a regular basis, I'm sure this is not the first comment that she'll make. And the other part, I think that the sort of fine line with this is how do you and kind of like what you were saying about being an artist um how do you distinguish if it's just like oh this is a typical like comedian type jokes right which happens all the time they're always threading in that kind of light am i offending a particular race am i offending a particular you know gender or sex and i think that's one of those things but i think the funniest thing for me this week was when one of my co-worker uh who's a white woman and totally loved Roseanne grew up with Roseanne was almost crying at work because of what happened and her <laughs> comment which I thought was ridiculous and this goes back to some of the things that we talked about last week is she says that um you know maybe she has a mental issue and I'm like nah yeah, she is just racist. But, but <laughs> like, it was she's got to be mentally ill because she said some racist comments. Like, come but, on out. But, but <laughs> how, how, this is the thing. How do you distinguish? Like you were saying, you're saying, uh, um, you know, it could have been a comedy if she was joking. Right. So like, we we got comics that that do stand up and they, mm-hmm. and they'll rip a race apart. You know what I'm saying? They'll start snapping and people laugh. Mm-hmm. So how how are we taking this statement? Like you know what I'm saying? Are we laughing or or, or is it too right. more offensive? Because because there's comics that 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 rank on Muslims, on Christians, on everybody, mm. or, you know, uh, genders and and you know yeah. your sexual preference and and everything. So how do you how do you take this this tweet? Do you take it serious or do you take it as a joke? Now? And and that's been a discussion too. People have brought that up, but here's the way I see it: when it comes to comedy, like stand up comedy, mm-hmm. I think anything goes. Like you can't take. The whole point of most stand-up comedy is that it, anything goes to say some like, outrage, say the worst <laughs> thought because because here's the problem with our society: people master the art of not saying things. Uh-huh. And this is where when I talk about liberals versus conservatives, mm-hmm. like conservative hypocrisy versus liberal hypocrisy, they both have it. Where conservatives will just blatantly say stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Not all conservatives, but but the the, the prominent base of who we see in the forefront. Their thing is just saying things. And some of them are dog, use dog whistle mm-hmm. racism, where liberals, what they'll do is they'll master the art of not using certain words, not using certain terminology, right. not saying things. But it doesn't mean they don't really think it. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, you, and you know it, you'll see it because when you interact, I, I, me, I personally have experienced with white liberal um, SJWs, quote unquote, um, <laughs> that... And I'm not the only one mm-hmm. where I've experienced like right now you don't realize it and I know you don't intend it but you are being racist because you are judging me. You're making assumptions based on me as a uh birish, biracial black man and what my, my what my thoughts are on a topic or how I feel or whatever or what they should be. Mm-hmm. And that ain't your place to do it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to comedy, I feel like that comedy is one of those places where People say the things that some people think but don't say. Mm-hmm. You did you, did you feel offended? I see. I don't get it. The thing a f- is, it was her tweet, though. Like, if she was on a stand-up, I don't know if exactly. that would have exactly. been. You know what I'm saying? It was her personal tweet. So that means that this is your, you know, it's a space for your own view. So that means exactly. so at some point that, you do that, carry that, it. I think that's the other that's line her, about it. But that's her, t- I, that's I, her I own stage, though. I, yeah, but yeah. see, that, that that's was a the stage uh, of a, 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 um, a virtual, you know, stage that she has. 
Okay, so here's here, here's my analysis of that. Right. A to answer your first question, I I personally don't get offended by stuff because that's just me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you disrespect me, we're gonna have a problem. I don't really get offended by stuff like the average person. Mm-hmm. However, I am gonna tell it like it is, as right. the name of the show. And when you're tweeting, when 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 it's Twitter, if your tweets are always comedy based and your tweet is 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 based on your comic persona, that's one thing. But Roseanne is a person who. This is her personal Twitter page. Right. And even though she may crack jokes and she's taken issue, she's taken a stance on political issues that has nothing to do with comedy. So mm-hmm. this is not you on a stage cracking a sideways joke. This is you directly insulting someone in a bigoted manner, a, a political figurehead. So, no, I don't think you get to use that. Comedy you're not standing on stage in stand up comedy. You're directly calling someone out and you're directly like it's using, her view it's you're her making a bigoted ass term to cater to your bigoted ass base that you 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 cater to yeah so i don't feel sorry for roseanne um neither do i no, no. I, I'm, 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 <laughs> I didn't care I'm for like, the show i'm like whatever <laughs> like you I'm, it's and, and, and for me personally i i, I think it's funny <laughs> like yeah i'm gonna yeah. laugh at you because i grew up dealing with racist people like that oh man and i had mentioned mm-hmm. the post earlier on facebook Cause it's like I get it every day. There's so many. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I've said it a million times. There's different layers to racism, and I don't care who you are. I think everybody has some level of racial prejudice, to a degree. Which, not to offend some of the 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 the, the platform that's becoming popular with the P plus P equals R crowd, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, the definition of racism is prejudice based on race. Yeah. So, right. um, I think everybody has some of it to a degree. And human beings have prejudice to a degree. So I think being that, everybody gets a little bit of leeway to an extent until certain lines are crossed in certain contexts. However, there's a lot of people who are racist, and when you point out the reasons that they're being racist, they're in denial about it. They Mm -hmm. don't acknowledge it. Exactly. In complete denial about it. And my thing is, is like, look, man. I think they think it's normal. They do, yeah, it, but the problem you know is it's willful ignorance at this stage of stage of the game. Yeah. Like there's there's certain things that are blatant, like yo, absolutely that's, racist. Right. That, that's yeah. racist. Like <laughs> if you if you think that all of us people of color are just making up the fact that there is a lot of racist police and the police system ha- ha- has been um, systemically racist for generations, mm-hmm. and to credit, not everywhere there are certain communities where the power shift has shifted to people of color but unfortunately but it was but it's his history was but it took, it took 100,000 bodies though yeah. but the bottom line is there's a lot of places where there aren't and we see it because we see innocent black people and people of color being killed that weren't didn't do anything wrong and people's automatic responses all you know there's certain people's automatic responses oh well that person's a thug or they did this or right. smoked weed when he was in third or, you know in middle <laughs> school so like so if you do stuff like that, you're a racist. Not only that, not only that, mm-hmm. if you had a problem, if you defend Roseanne saying, oh, her freedom of speech, what happened <laughs> to freedom of speech? But yet you turn around and, you're, and you ban and you support the NFL banning players from kneeling during the anthem. Guess yeah. what? You're racist. Yeah. In case you didn't know that. Yeah. Let me just help you know, as much as you may not like it, it is a reality because you are a hypocrite on the sense that you don't support these their freedom of speech when it comes to speaking about an issue that's real and matters to them but you're up in arms because once again a, a private network canceled someone's show because she said something racist 
Um, I think Donald Trump should get slapped in his neck for talking about the um, NFL players uh, losing their jobs for kneeling. Well, he's like the known racist, though. So it's almost no, like if anyone had backed him up on his presidency, <laughs> that's just like, you're racist. Everybody who <laughs> I'm not racist. No one loves the blacks more than me. Nobody. Yeah. Everybody who who supported <laughs> that fool must be hiding in the box right now somewhere. <laughs> you would think that, but they're not. I mean, some people do. But, I mean, the reality is, and we talked about this before, so many people of color voted for him. That sucks. And, and, well, but the thing is, is that some people... A lot of people at the end of the day, like to hit it. privilege comes in different forms. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. And it gets left out of social justice, quote unquote, narrative sometimes. Like not all black people are underprivileged. Not all people of color mm -hmm. are, are in those same circumstances. There's a lot of where that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of those people, not all of them, because there's plenty of them that, that, that do know and do acknowledge and are involved and try to make and try to encourage and build up the rest of the community but some of them are like yo man i don't got time to worry about what the next man is doing i gotta worry about me and my family and mm -hmm. unfortunately his policies don't affect him them mm -hmm. so because Not it yet. doesn't affect them and, and not only them <laughs> people of color and immigrants I was, oh, we had a I conversation on the cab the other day woodside queens <laughs> and woodside queens and you see there's not really many white people that live. There is an Irish section, yeah. but I'm talking about on the part that is Latino and Asians. Mm -hmm. And you see Trump stickers and Trump flags. That's and, bunged out. And I went to the deli, to, to the corner deli where I get coffee. And the Pakistani Muslim brother behind the counter is going on a tirade because somebody was in there trying to spend uh, their food stamps on hot sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And even though he had a, a point to be angry with this guy, he was saying, that guy's scamming the system. He owns a garage. He shouldn't even be on food stamps. And he goes, this is why I support Trump. I'm Muslim and I don't care, but Trump is right. Da, 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 da. And I'm sitting here thinking, you What does it matter to him? No, no. See, but this is the problem. See, in his mind, because he's clearly got citizenship mm -hmm. he's a working business owner or whatever mm -hmm. he's hearing the talking points of that trump says and the reality is that it probably to him he's like yeah that doesn't apply to me that doesn't I, and, apply to me but a lot of times right and this is something that we talked about in the context of crab mentality i mean any poc communities has this so we we were in a cab the other day and we had a conversation with the driver who i believe from is Senegal. yeah i believe is african and was very much in support of the you know the actions that that uh, Trump is saying and basically agrees with the idea of sort of like closing of borders, right? And so my explanation as someone who works in the immigrant community, my explanation to that, and not an excuse necessarily, is that a lot of times because many immigrants who do come, especially those who come in here for asylum re reasons, come from areas that are, you know, not necessarily stable. And so for them, someone who's strong and at this point really a fascist type of leader, um, is someone that they look up to because they do need that type of stability. The other part is a lot of times there are also a group of immigrants who do make it in and their concept is I want to protect my position being here. So that means that you should close, you know, closing the borders should be okay because then it protects their, you know, position of being here in this country. But of course, for us who see the bigger picture of this, right, there is a danger because those are the people that gets attracted to, you know, uh, basically, uh, possibly reelecting um, Trump, which oh, you know we can talk about when we get closer. I'm afraid that um, he's going to win again. Yeah, I mean, now, I, the reality is we're probably going to have the dude for another four years. Yeah, he's in when his five hundred. When the days. DNC sabotaged Bernie Sanders, I knew it at that moment. I was like, 
Trump is going to freaking win. Again, you think? Well, I, I, well, I'm talking about the, oh, first, the first time. time. I was like, yeah. Hillary's not going to beat this guy. Bernie could have beat him. Bernie could have beat him, and anybody, in my opinion, and, and I've seen it. Everybody burned Hillary. I've seen Hillary all as soon, the as soon as super, the, you know, different Democrat groups on my page. Like, oh, you guys are so hate Bernie, and he cost Hillary the election. No, Hillary cost Hillary the election, and yeah, the, once- Demo- the, the DNC cost um, Hillary the election. They, be, or because they 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 backed the wrong pony. Yeah. And it's, it was crazy because I thought the Republican Party was imploding. I'm like, they're the first. Because, you know, I'm not a fan of the two-party system. So I thought that they, I'm like, oh, man, the Republicans are falling apart. Trump is coming in there. They're all turning on each other. They're falling apart. They're going to implode. And lo and behold, the Democrats went first. And I just, I don't, unless there's another progressive that's going to step out or a strong candidate, I don't really see I, from my knowledge and exposure to what the Democrats are planning on doing, it looks like they're with their arrogant mentality are going to do more of the same. They're going to try to push a Cuomo or somebody like that that is going to lose because people are going to associate them with the typical machine political machine. And um, if Michelle Obama ran, you think she would win? Michelle Obama is <laughs> not going to win. People need to get this finished out ahead. They did their part, man. You think they're going to do it again? Like, this is where people, the, the funny thing, like people, the, the being president of the United States and being first lady of the United States is not a glamorous job. You know what I'm saying? It's stressful. It's stressful as hell, and they got a family. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she's like, we did our part. We did our time. We served our time. They're doing just fine. I don't think Michelle Obama. I don't think they want the drama. No, they don't. They, I mean, the drama. They got a show on Netflix. They're good, man. They're not (laughs) really. They got a show. They got book signing happening. Uh, Like, come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Michelle Obama ain't running. Joe Biden could probably beat Trump, but I don't think he's gonna run. Um, I, I there's talking about Bernie might run again, but he's so old at this point that I don't know. We'll see. But um. You know, I'm one of those people that I'm like, it is what it is. We got to make the best of it. We got to roll with the punches. We got to hold people accountable. You know, hold our political figures accountable. Go out and vote. Dummies that just are like, oh, our vote doesn't count anyway. It does. (laughs) That's how democracy works. And the reality is that more so than the the most important thing is vote for your local people first. Your councilmen, your assemblymen, your senators, your congressmen. That's way. All that is more important than the presidency. The president is just the figurehead of it all. And I mean, and now we got, we do have this guy in there who is overreaching more than any president in the history of the United States. And uh, it's funny that his quote unquote small government um, supporters have nothing to say about it. Um, hypocrisy. Um, but look, man, we gotta. It could be worse, man. We could be in, we could be somewhere where if we if you if, if you speak out, um, you get your balls get, cut off or, or something. Shot in the mouth. And, 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 and the scary thing is, we're <laughs> headed in that direction. We just better hope that term limitations stay intact. Is all I can say. Yeah, I think I think we're definitely headed in that direction. I think this is going to become like a third world country soon. Look, man, I don't want to be like the over dramatic like uh, doom and gloom guy, but um. But um, look, I study history, and everything that this administration ain't doing is doing is following the fascist playbook. Like yeah. if you look at like how fascist states were formed, this is the route they took. The process that like that look at how, how Hitler came to power, power, and Mussolini, and all these others. You know, 
<laughs> yeah, instill the fear and then go on and rule and rule with the iron fist supposedly and target a few groups in between. So yeah, yeah. Um, with that, let's 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 go to uh, let's go to our Facebook. We had some comments, things people wanted us to uh, to talk about. Talk about yeah. So last week we actually had a discussion on. Um, gun rights gun control and we did yes. receive a nice email shout out to zach smith who sent us an email last week Ooh. um listening to our show so i'm just gonna read a little bit of what he wrote so he said i really enjoyed your gun control podcast and agreed with a lot of your ideas especially felons being able to legally own guns although i'm not with you on it from the point of view of the government trying to racially discriminate but from a point of view of fundamental rights one issue i've thought a lot about recently is the heavy amount of regulation which is why i agree with your point about most gun control being something i wouldn't support from the level of the federal government one point I didn't agree with is the idea that assault weapons don't make sense in cities because of the heavily armed police and terrorist prevention units in the vicinity. That's because I think the original intent of the Second Amendment is still the best reason to support our right to bear arms. It's a preventative measure um, against tyranny by our own government. I love that you ended the podcast with this point as it hadn't been fully addressed until the end. It's so true that historically, governments have worked to disarm their populace in order to seize power, although not all disarmed populaces have ended up under tyranny. But in the areas where the police have the most power, it therefore makes sense that the populace also be well-armed, even more so than other areas. So he also talks about due process and a couple of other things in there. Mm. So thank you for your comment. Very interesting, though. I was actually reading in the Times earlier um, that they also talked about the issue of leniency on gun stores. Mm. So any gun stores who I think the government have such an issue um, figuring out how to hold stores accountable despite non-compliance. So there are individuals that had issued guns technically illegally but doesn't know how to actually um, deal with the stores themselves. So so, you, so what you're saying is is that a gun shop um, sold some of their weapons mm -hmm. illegally to certain pe people? Certain people that they had uh, issued guns to. So, so, so yeah. those people shouldn't have had guns and. No, because there are different. I mean, depending on which state it is, there are different Law. um, right laws that do apply. Um, so, 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 all right. So, what I'm saying is, what I'm trying to get to it. How do you determine if you sold if if, if something was illegal? Like, because if someone legally or was not supposed to own a gun, like in New York. Okay. If you're a felon. In, in, in that right, way. In New right. York State, okay. if you're a violent felon, you can't own a gun. Right, if you're right, a right, nonviolent right. felon, in most cases, you can still right. own shotguns. You got to go through a process. Yeah. You can still own shotguns or rifles um, depending on the county. New York is county to county. Like in New York City, almost nobody that's a civilian. In New York City, it's hard for anybody who's a civilian to get a gun. Legally. Actually, my, my one, one of my good friends lived a few blocks from here. My age and everything. He has a gun license. He is not no cop. He is not no. He's never been in the military. Nothing. It's not impossible, but it's. He just has a gun license. He tough. has. He has a nice. Does he have family members who work in law enforcement? Nope. Because you got to get like signatures and and all. You got to fill out an application. He said he told me it wasn't even that hard. And right. he got it in New York City. In New York yeah. City. 
So if mm. they fail an inspection, for example, they basically get away with it. And um, I think the government is kind of wishy-washy about figuring out how to hold those stores accountable. Um, so that I think is where we're at. And we talked a little, you know, we talked a lot about this actually last week, and we're probably gonna have another uh, episode just focusing on that because we talked a lot about common sense law. And I think all of us did disagree with the idea of you know not having the right to own gun at all, but at the same time still have the common sense laws that basically regulates, um, you know who should have a gun, right? Um, because that's really where it comes down to. Whoever, it isn't the gun that kills people, right? It's still people themselves the people. hold that gun. So yeah. I think that's where we're at when we talk I mean, about gun rights and gun control. I mean, if we stop manufacturing weapons, I think people are just start strangling people to death and stabbing people to death. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day. So it's not really about the guns to me. I, no, I agree. I agree. And I'm on the side Because if you're crazy, you cr- you crazy. You're going to kill somebody in, you, with a shoestring or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you... Whatever you gotta do, you know what I mean. Someone who ain't fit to drive shouldn't be able to drive. Right. Someone who ain't fit, you just got you gotta have common sense laws to regulate them. And to respond to your email, Zach, uh, first and foremost, thank you for your email. Thanks for listening. I uh, appreciate the comments. Um, as far as the racial thing and the disagree, here's the reality, and don't take this the wrong way. This is not an insult. This is just to give you some perspective. You're white, so you wouldn't be able to understand the argument about the racial profile and where it's coming from, unless you were someone who was part of the conspiracy. Now, which you aren't, you know, I'm not saying that you are, I don't believe that you aren't, but I'm just saying that when you're not a person of color and you don't experience these things and you don't experience these discriminations and you don't see them, it's very hard for you to understand them. And so it's very easy for you to be like, oh, I don't agree with that point. There's actually a lot of articles and a lot of exposures and a lot of readings and things that you can look up in reference to situations where a lot of the original gun laws were actually formed to target disarming black communities. The Black Mm -hmm. Panther Party for the People was, and despite what a lot of people believe, they were not a black supremacy group. The original Black Party for the Panther was a community protection group they were a party they were they followed all the laws of the country they like the guardian them, angels now they armed themselves legally and they stood up to protect their community the they also held their community accountable they tried to keep the community clean and they did a lot for the community as a whole um that's a whole other episode we're gonna have but it was the way that they armed themselves legally that motivated i would say for there to be a lot of uh, new gun control, control laws to keep guns out of the hands of the wrong characters, quote unquote, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. black people. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, anyway, but I, I encourage you, Zach, to, to do some research and look up some of those things. But thank you for listening and thank you for that email. And let us know if you do want to be a guest to our show. We might actually extend that particular topic. So I think thank you. Zach is in Texas. So um <laughs> But yeah, um, so we're going to read some of the, the, we had some comments on Facebook as well of, of issues that people wanted us to address or ask questions about. Um, I think the first one was, what did we have on here? We had one from Tom Testa, who was our <laughs> actually on the show last week. What's up, Tommy? Um, he says, debate on the legalization of marijuana. Um, Legalize the shit, man. That's it. Just get it over with. 
for real. I, here's my thing. In case anybody doesn't know this, my standpoint, I think they should just decriminalize all drugs, and uh, the, the, and for a bunch of reasons. A, the enforcement on them is too expensive. B, I think when drugs are illegal, they are more dangerous because when they're manufactured in the streets, that's when o- overdoses happen and whatnot. And I think that if you allow people to manufacture them and people, if they choose to use them, look, if you're a grown ass adult and you want to, I don't, if you want to drink freaking kerosene, go ahead and do it. Um, <laughs> it's your body as long as you're not affecting other people. Um, Meth, on the other hand, is a little dangerous because people are cooking. A little? <laughs> I'm talking about, well, yeah, they're cooking. You got people cooking the stuff up, and if it blows up, it can burn buildings down and whatnot. Yeah. So that's a whole other, you're endangering people. But but I think particular to marijuana, which have been discussed, because right now it's actually legalized in nine particular states, right? They can have their, you know, recreational only, use of Only it. for medical purposes. Only. No, 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 they no. do. They do California. have states. California and can, Vermont. Colorado, yeah. California. Can you smoke um, just because you want to smoke? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Recreational, recreational use, use is allowed to a certain degree. So they have specialized stores that actually uh, cater to that. So it became like more of a for-profit type and what of state is situation. This? What state is Vermont is one of them. Uh, California is one of them. There's at least nine states in the country. So the whole California, so the entire California Right now, could smoke and yeah. And if you ever visit California, must be getting yes. high shit down <laughs> there. Man, I was walking down the street in Cali, and you had people standing there smoking, like, "Here, want to smell smoking free a smell hefty bag yeah. of, of full of?" Oh wow, man! Not only do they have shops where you can go get it, but they have cops, literally people cops on are getting the street. high too. You think? There are certain states also that within uh, specific areas. Colorado, like definitely. Yeah, they have. Oh yeah, they have recreation. Because I know people that Colorado. are police officers in Colorado, and yeah. they, they get blast smoke. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think the argument that many people make about legalizing marijuana. So in the 20s, for example, when there was a great prohibition of, you know, alcohol, it didn't stop people from using it. What happens, though, is that in the in, in the context of enforcement and regulation, that means you got to go to these underground places and basically, you know, raid the spots. And right? a lot of people got killed and stuff. Right. Like and so it, and they actually brought yeah. in more crime. Yeah. Right. There is a higher uh, crime rate, but also like you know the whole idea of the creation of mafias and Mafia, gangs were actually out that. of that yeah, and made money of off of you know this idea that yeah. that um, alcohol was actually illegal. So what winds up happening now is with marijuana is the same sort of argument that people make that right now and talk about you know racially um, attacking certain groups. What happens in many cities, including New York City, is that it does target specific especially in the blacks and latino communities right because when we talk about and and we talked a little bit about this last week about which areas are highly um you know basically highly policed it is within those areas so like i worked in east new york there's precinct everywhere you know a few you know like that even a block away here from the school that i worked at you have two or three precincts just in the same block right and so obviously if you're talking about uh, people who are going to be arrested for the use of marijuana, it will be the people who are in that community, right? Because it's easy to, to catch them. Not to say, and I always argue this uh, with certain teachers that I work with, not to say that some kid who is out in the suburbs somewhere where there's no precinct down the block, doesn't mean that they're not smoking, they're smoking somewhere, yeah. but there's, it's just not as easily for them to be caught by a cop who, again, right. is basically on a standby in schools. Actually, some schools are, you know, police right outside their school. Oh, yeah. So, And the other thing is just the, hypocrisy like look man i i don't smoke weed anymore i did when i was a kid but i don't now and i wouldn't even if it was legal because it just doesn't agree with me however 
I think that it should be legal and that look, man, alcohol the the I've the worst I've ever seen anybody act has been people drunk on alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol yeah. affects certain people uh terribly. Like like and, and, and we talked about this on our addiction episode. Like some mm-hmm. people and and you don't know who until you see it happen. Some people genetically do not react to alcohol well, and people black the hell out. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. They have affairs. They crash their cars. They kill. All kinds of stuff happens when people are wasted and they have no recollection of it. But when you smoke a blunt, you the calmest dude. Some people, most people, just yeah. calm. Yeah, and and, and don't and, and this for some of you people who sit there and want to say weed is not addictive. That is false. It is, and I don't think any substance is good to do. On a daily basis, but at the end of the day, if alcohol is legal and cigarettes are legal, it's stupid that marijuana is not legal. And, and the reality is, marijuana has many other uses. It has medic- medicinal purposes. Yeah, yes. It has, you know, the there's so many things you can use it for. And the only reason it's been illegal all this time is because the they people found a way to make money off it being illegal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I think we all agree here. On this panel, that it should be legalized. Well, the top dogs that that that, that actually let the shit, the government, the top dogs in the government that actually let these things cross into our borders will be losing a lot of money. Oh yeah, people in payoffs and all that. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of like the way. I think that's why they, you know, it's, it's been such a long time and such a. And that's really all drugs, though. <laughs> that's all. Somebody's always paid off somewhere. Yeah. In my experience. And that dude's pocket's gonna get lighter if this, if, yeah. if they fucking you know what I mean if they if they legalize it in the whole United States, they ain't no more money for to be made by these certain. Let me tell you, if they legalized mar- cocaine and marijuana, the drug wars in 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 uh, Mexico would virtually stop because there would be nothing for them to fight over. There would be no, there'd be yeah. no war. There'd be no <laughs> black market. We're the number one importer yeah. of illegal substances. The marijuana trade, the reason the drug war got so worse in the last 10 years is because we started having states legalizing marijuana here. So the demand for marijuana south of the border drastically dropped. So now cocaine is the main drug that they're focused on. Mm. And <laughs> so it, it be, and it became more, um, more valuable. And, and the wars heightened because there's more of a demand to fight for the trade of one particular substance. Yeah. Um, so anyway, moving on. The the next uh, the next comment was from Tim Bouts, also who's been a, on the show on the sports editions. He's kind of like our go-to sports consultant, dude. Supreme Court granting states the right to legalize sports betting. Oh. Say that again. Sports betting. The Supreme Court ruled to allow um, states to have the right, like individual states can legalize sports betting on their own if they want. I mean, that should be legal. Um, Don't we all go to casinos? You know, if if, if casinos are fucking legal, why why, why can't you bet on the game? It's another thing that boils down to that whole regulation. States' rights. Like, these are. How can they stop you from fucking betting? Like, this is. This this, this shit kind of like pisses. Don't that shit pisses you off where the government always tries to control everything that you're trying to do, that you want to do? Or, or a bet, really? Or that, or that it's not just a matter of like what you want to do. If it doesn't interfere in someone else's rights, I think that's really, I mean, that's where I draw the line when it comes to, you know, following certain laws, right? At the end of the day, do you are you taking actions that are necessarily taking away someone else's rights? And if that's not the case, then that shouldn't be up to the government to decide. I, 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 I agree. agree. I agree. Because and, 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 to be honest, it's unconstitutional. 
And that's where the hypocrisy comes in and why I'm not a fan of the two-party system because both Democrats and Republicans are guilty of enforcing and proposing and supporting things that are unconstitutional. To me, any vice that the government regulates or, or not regulates but takes away or makes illegal is a is unconstitutional because the Bill of Rights says that you have a right to the pursuit of happiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are rights that we're supposed to be have according to the Declaration of Independence. And if I want to fucking make a bet on a sports <laughs> game, let me make my bet. Yes. And so you are you are in violation of our rights according to the Declaration of Independence. Mm. Um so you know yeah yeah I think I think that's good I think we're moving in the right direction um other topics that I think we did see in the email so recently and we'll probably frame something some kind of show on this someone actually did email us about um sex workers so I have to check out exactly um <laughs> you know what we want to discuss on that but that is one topic that you know someone actually brought up to our attention um will be interesting to discuss uh, in the context of the difference in the sex worker here versus other countries, for example. Um, so that's something we can explain. In other countries, this, this, this shit is legal. Yeah, even in well, some states. Some states. It's, it's legal in it's Vegas, legal for sure. in Nevada. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, like I said, back, it's a vice. Anything it's, that's, your, it's your shit. Anything it's your body. A vice, you do whatever the fuck you want yeah, to do Yeah, anything it. that's a vice is, you know. The, and, and as someone who worked. The, the only reason why is because. Different types of sex workers. They too, can't tax sex you. worker also can, includes. They unionize. They just. What, <laughs> they, they mad they because are. they can't tax you on the fucking. On, 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 <laughs> in Vegas, if you, you want to go get some ass, right? Yeah. The only. The, the, like, the, the, the reason why the government's so mad about certain shit is because they can't tax these people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think they figure a way out to still. In Vegas, that they put, but they, they do. probably they do, do in Vegas. They put uh, Vegas what's it called? A, pr- right, uh, pleasure yeah. tax, yeah. a pleasure tax, or something. But here's the reality, man. Like, and sex workers also applies not only to prostitution but to uh, uh, dancers. And you know, as someone who worked in do uh, strippers talent get taxed? management and managed, um, do strippers get taxed? Uh, okay, so. They do have to file taxes. They have to file taxes. They have to file something. Any work you do, if they want to. to. I mean, if undocumented people actually file their taxes, I think it's just like the idea is if you're working and you're making money Everybody off of your gets job, I'm pretty you sure, gotta pay for taxes. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> taxes. I'm pretty sure so, these strippers don't be filing on damn taxes. Well, they, bro. They, well, as in any job where you work, them girls ain't going to Those girls is not filing taxes. Under. I knew, I knew <laughs> as someone who used to manage um, some. Uh-huh. Women who worked in adult entertainment, yeah. they did file taxes. They stupid. Now, why? why? Well, because you have to. Because you I, still, you still. Every nobody. It, I what mean, you gonna put in a resume? <laughs> the government will come after you if you don't file any taxes. However, like any cash job, you know, it's all based on what you report. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, and, and then if you're an independent and you are an I nine worker, uh, you have to. Uh, you know, you can write off a lot of stuff, or at least you could before the new the new Trump tax policy is going to eliminate a lot of deductions for I nine workers. Um, mm. So yeah, anyway, that's going to be. I think we're going to do a whole episode on that. Yeah, on that topic. Anyway, that's a good topic. Um, yeah, we're so we're getting close to the end, wrapping up here. Uh, let's see, anything else you anything you want to talk about, Dice? Tell us about your work. Music wise, anything you want to share with us? Oh, yeah, let's talk about some music stuff going on right now. We didn't even talk talk about about hip hop right now. (laughs) There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's this thing with Kanye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. 
where everybody, you know, Kanye said his thing. We talked about this last last week. Um, about what Kanye supported Trump and all this kind of stuff. No, yeah. the slave comment. The slave comment. Oh, that shit was crazy. Comment. Yeah, that yeah. was a choice. I don't know, man. I think he just smoking too much of whatever he's fucking smoking, man. <laughs> well, I said it before. You Kanye been losing like, his mind for a long time. It's them goddamn Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show. And he, he he is an artist. He's an artist, in my opinion. And like, he got some booty. I, I, don't you know. You can't how to take act. things artists to me. You can't take something an artist says too seriously. So seriously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but and, but he was dead ass serious though when mm-hmm. he was saying that. I saw the shit where he was on TMZ and he was like screaming across the room to another person or whatever. Yeah, Van Lathan, who everybody wants to hail as some kind, of, <laughs> but supposedly who 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 Kanye who, who, is is just, I don't know, man. He lay off the fucking the dust, man. Well, here's the thing. Did you listen to the whole thirty minute interview? Which one? Kanye's thirty minute interview. On, um, in the context of yeah, that whole comment. No, I'm, so, well, so well, kind of like I don't know the I, whole TMZ shit you talking about. You can go find the whole interview. So yeah, here's my I thing. Mean, I, I, met, I mentioned on the identity politics. I saw it, but um, you know, he made some valid points. The way he framed it was wrong, and the way it came across was wrong. And to imply, you know, I said we like I said we discussed this already on identity politics, slavery. Was not a choice. I, nobody chooses to be a slave, but it's deeper. It's it's deeper than that. A lot of people have raised that argument before, including civil rights leaders. The point there is that you, I understood. You didn't was, realize you were born into slavery. You stayed there. You didn't know better. I understood what he was trying to say. I understood it. But, but my, let but me the ask way you this: he, like you said, the the, cho- the 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 words that he chose to use, and then mm-hmm. in the form, and then in the sentence that he said it. Yeah. Just came out all fucked up. So let me ask you this: This, this is my bigger, not only to him but anybody. Yeah. Do you think that people should boycott artists because of their opinions on things or things that they say? Nah. Is it okay to separate the art from the artist? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, that's. So, so my take is this, and I said this, and, and granted, I'm a, a logician personality type, and that's a lot of things people don't <laughs> learn. Like, different people have different personality types. Me being the logician personality type, I'm the type to always look at the practical, like the facts of the matter, uh-huh. and look at things from a practical standpoint rather than jumping on, like, emotional responses, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So for me, I look at it like this. If we were to boycott every piece of artwork, whether it be music, TV, movies, film, picture, whatever form of art it might be. If we were to boycott everyone that had someone involved that did some garbage thing or was... We we would would have have nothing. nothing. We would have nothing. We'd have nothing. (laughs) We'd have almost nothing because the, the... the amount of like, listen, start going through history and b- pulling up all the like. A lot of people would be very disappointed on some of your legends and people you uh-huh. idolize if you really knew what went on in their personal life. But yeah. my question to that is, though, you as an artist, especially mm-hmm. if you do have the privilege of being on the mic or being mm-hmm. on TV or whatever that may be, do you think that you have a responsibility to also speak up on certain things? I think that if you're in a position to do so, absolutely, that's another argument that someone can make. Well, anybody, you know, so. Absolutely, I th- I feel like mm-hmm. you got a responsibility to like if people look up to you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like to 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 steer people in the right way and and not to go fucking bananas and smoke dust and say that slavery was a choice. You know what I'm saying? You have yeah. you know uh, yeah. a responsibility to to the community to to the kids listening, watching you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Think about the the young little black folks that love Kanye. 
mm-hmm. a, a young black man, mm-hmm. 13 years old or some shit like that, mm-hmm. hears Kanye say some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, well, here's the problem, though, and, and, and I'm going to say this once again. And even me, even, even me, I mean, you know, we're all part of this, we're all parts, our family roots go down to the slavery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that shit, that shit was kind of offensive, like. Like that yeah. not offense. I mean, not that I took it as so much offense, but I was like, "Yo, boy, man, it's just wrong. No, yeah. you just fuck." Well, the problem is, is when you have people that constantly try to minimize um, people of color's platform and, and reasonings and arguments to, against racism and at real racist things that happen, real things that are direct that were rooted in slavery and whatnot. It does sting a little. It's like, wait a minute, what are you saying? Yeah, but that's. So I understand why people think, but my bigger point is looking at the facts of the matter, and that is that the media, and like I said, at the risk of sounding hypocrisy as someone who works in media, but knowing how it works is they take sections and to spin it off. Like he didn't say his exact words were not that slavery was a choice. choice I know he you had like, to listen to everything. Years? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That kind of sound like a choice to me. Yeah. Without listening to the broad, like he and like I said, he was not the first per Harriet Tubman, yeah. many other civil rights uh, that who made the the, the argument. The same the argument. Point he was trying to say, right? But in true modern day headline clickbait form people take something and they're like Kanye says slavery is a choice and of course yeah that's the headline and, and everybody's like, oh, bugging out yeah, yeah. You, well, damn you Kanye <laughs> yeah like you know I mean it was still wrong but they they they, they, they don't got to put it like that if they if they're gonna air it out air it out from the beginning of when he started yeah. to speak mm-hmm. about the whole situation and well I just think he's just known as an artist who as an artist would out blunt say certain things that he knows is gonna be called out I mean, for Kanye, he's, Kanye. he's been losing his mind so he's Kanye not be his wilding. ability to articulate what he's what I think when I was listening, I'm like, I think he has valid points he's trying to make, but his ability to articulate them is not there. (laughs) So the way this shit is coming out is bad. And that coupled with the fact that you was wearing the Trump hat is not looking good for you right now because the way you putting it all together and people. (laughs) I thought it was just. But to me, my biggest problem is doing a lot of this shit for this record sales. I mean, let's be honest, man. It's a stunt. I mean, I listened to the album just came out. It was it was just you know not that great. A little bit, you know, a little bit after tracks on it, but it wasn't. His best, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, the biggest thing to me that bothered me about that whole thing was that Van Lathan. All of a sudden, everybody's like, he got, he owned him, and everybody's applauding Van Lathan for giving him this uh, morale speech. And to me, the first thing that I, I thought after I heard that was. Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. You work for TMZ, <laughs> bro. You don't get to fucking lecture nobody about moral and consequences for your things you do and say. When you work for TM fucking Z, bro. Yeah. TMZ, it's just like when Wendy Williams tried. Like, shut the fuck up. Your whole... Your whole... You operate job on a toxic is, it, mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. that destroys and... <laughs> ruins people People's, on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if Van Lathan didn't work for TMZ, if you know, say he he, he worked so you, for, and, and he gave them, I might have been like, thank so you. you. But really, all I said, like I said, logician personality. I look at all the facts. I'm like, bro, you, you, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. You ain't got no room to lecture nobody about nothing. And that was my take from it. Okay, I mean, maybe if he didn't work for TMZ. If he didn't work for TMZ, I would I would have been like, oh man, he, that that was that was deep, that was real what you said. But, but you also maybe I would, look, ta- but I would you take also, it a little more seriously. But maybe. you also got to look at it that, that the brother never. I mean, he didn't work for TMZ his whole life, has he? Uh, for eight years, I believe, or something. And he does have his own podcast uh-huh. and whatever. I'm just uh, look, look, man. Like I said, I just don't believe in hypocrisy. 
Right. And I don't like that people uh, people are so quick to jump on bandwagons and like Absolutely. emotional attachment and be like, yeah, da, 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 because it sounds like it meets the narrative of whatever the platform. Everybody is. wants to be cool, man. And I'm like, it, you know, I just, I, I, it's just like me with boycotts. I, I, I don't jump on bandwagon, quote unquote, boycotts, and that's not to knock anybody who chooses to boycott. You can't. Well, there are different purposes to boycotts, yeah. and I think that's Look, you know, at the end of the is, day, is the same with. You know, how people saw this guy, whatever, this TMZ guy, or, you know, how people react to certain things. Um, At the end of the day, Kanye, um, he, he, he said what he had to say, chose the wrong words. I mean, it's not a big thing to me. I don't take it that serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. As an artist, like, you know, whatever. He's, he has his own opinion. He said what he said, whatever. And then the other thing is, is all of us in hip hop, I'm like, man, we like, especially a lot of hip hop music has a lot of colorful language that a lot of people could, that, you know, you're opening the door for censorship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> what can we not talk about? You know, I mean, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we, we, we are, we, uh, let's, uh, you know, I'm glad that you, to have you on thank bro. you thank you thank you I, and, and i hope this won't be the last time no and um we got some music coming out what's new what you got going on uh i got some got some singles coming out this summer um um working on a a few projects with my boy shank uh doing some writing for certain people here and there doing some mixing doing a lot of um engineering and producing and stuff like that in the studio but uh as far as me, myself, yeah, I got some coming out with Shank. P.S. What up, baby? Um, we got some hits, man. Been, been in the studio way What's too up, long. And, 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 you know, some joints that you produced yourself, you know. Uh, you got some things mixed and mastered and ready to come out. So watch out, man. That's we coming. Up. Can't wait to hear it. Nice what's your, life, baby. What's your uh, social media? Where can people find you? <clears throat> at Facebook at Nelson Loaded Dice Marty on Facebook. I don't rock the Instagram. No more, so <laughs> Facebook just holler. All right, all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? Dice like, baby. All right, and uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. So if you do have any feedback or suggestions for us, please continue to email us at tillytruthradio at gmail.com. Also available in IG, Tilly Truth Radio, and Tilly Radio Show at Twitter. So send us a message and follow us, like us in Facebook. Telling it like it is official radio show. So we are also available in firing uh, firing squad network.com. So if you're going to be listening to us tonight at 9 p.m., we'll be on firing squad. And if you want to listen in your own leisure, your own time, here is in SoundCloud and podcast. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, baby. That's new for us this year. We just got there. Yeah, Moving yeah. on up. Um, you can follow me at. Uh, Matt the Godfather on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook at M A T D A G O D F A T H A, and uh, yeah, telling it like it is is produced by myself, Matt Ely, Zara Vignola, and Veronica Ely. Special thanks to Maddie Ely for handling our social media. Mm. We are not Democrats, we're not Republicans, we're not conservatives, we're not liberals. We are realists, and we're always telling it like it is.